clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it. Touchdown. He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown. Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Broncos. He's going to have to step up. And I do think, so on the year, on his career, since his rookie year, Deshaun Hamilton has five receptions, 61 yards. I think he is going to double that this week. He is going to catch at least seven passes for 120 yards. Might not score, but he's going to double his current career total. I don't know why I said that so often. Sorry, we'll be hungry. I was thinking through the words that I was saying. All right, let's get after it. All right, so friends, fortune week fourteen. I haven't got one right. Josh has gotten two, three, uh, three, three. <laughs> but anyway, I feel pretty calm about this one, and it's funny because. I do believe the reason that the Steelers missed the playoffs this year is because of the injury to James Conner, but I don't think it's solely because of that. I think that's a big reason, but because I do believe that Jalen Samuels had a big game this week, and that's going to be my friend's fortune. Jalen Samuels, who will be the starting running back, and he will split some time with Stephen Ridley, former running back of the Patriots, and now, excuse me, a backup in Pittsburgh. I do believe that Jalen Samuels goes off for 100-plus scrimmage yards, two touchdowns, helping a couple of my fantasy leagues this year. So that's Jalen Samuels, 100-plus scrimmage, scrimmage yards, and two touchdowns. All right, how did uh, yours go? Uh, 92 total yards on 11 rushes and seven catches, zero touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was right on the number of catches. Yeah, you were. It's seven catches, 47 yards, so... Did not come anywhere close to what I said. And you the score. Though. He did score the touchdown. So he had a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, I mean, he out-targeted uh, Cortland Sutton. Which was interesting. Uh, so Hey, I was big on Deshaun Hamilton coming into the to the year. I thought he'd really find his way into that offense. But Me too. I was a little surprised that they uh, 
that he, I was surprised he fell in the fourth round, honestly. thought he was a third-round pick, so... Probably part of the reason. I mean, obviously, part of the reason they get rid of a guy like Demarius Thomas for picks is because they feel confident in guys like Sutton and, and Hamilton. So, and they both had... I mean, not so much Sutton, but they had a good game. So. Sutton did not have a good game. But, uh, yeah. I do want to pull up one thing real fast, just yeah. to uh, to hear this. My projection is that Amari Cooper is going to catch 12-plus passes for 150-plus yards and at least one score. All right. So we just went back and listened to uh, Friends Fortune from uh, about a month ago where I was talking about Amari Cooper facing the Philadelphia Eagles. I didn't get it right that time, but I think it's really interesting that (laughs) this game this past weekend, I mean, obviously it doesn't count, but I think it's really interesting because I was talking about how Amari Cooper goes off in the really key pivotal games the way to beat philly was through the air yeah so i said he was gonna catch i don't know i would just we just listened to it but i didn't you said 12 12 okay well i said 12 for 150 plus and two plus scores this past week he did 10 for over 200 again and three scores so he kind of did like that whole kansas city chiefs thing from a year ago pretty wild so I just thought that was funny when I was watching that game. I was like, oh my god, I called that a month ago. I just picked the wrong the wrong uh, matchup. And I picked the wrong team for Pal's picks. That you did. <laughs> I was sad about the way that game ended. Not necessarily the Dallas one, because, you know, rooting against your Pal's picks. Right. But I was sad. Like, I just don't, just don't like that overtime rule. I never really have. What do you mean? Like, I think it's just unfair to Philadelphia that if they, the fact that Dallas scores first, Philly doesn't get to touch the ball. And I mean, maybe I'm talking as a burned Packers fan so many times, but it just... <laughs> Could be a little bit. I just, and maybe I'm just jaded because I don't, I don't think that the game should just be 11 on, I don't think it should just be like a seven on a seven, seven on seven, who's the better offense wins. At some point, your defense has to show that they're part of the team too. Well, yeah, I agree. You should be able to hold them to a field goal if you want to get the ball back. Uh, I don't feel like that's fair. I feel like it's totally fair. but I feel like... That's, this is the argument. I right feel here. like when your Buffalo Bills have that, when they get to an overtime and don't get to touch the ball, you will disagree. I mean, yeah. Well, no, I won't disagree because, <laughs> first of all, I think that our defense would stop them because we have a good defense. Second of all, even if... No, I know I, that wouldn't change my mind because if we couldn't get the stop then we don't deserve to win the game because our defense should be able to make a stop. I disagree. That's <laughs> you. The whole game, you play 60 minutes and you all get to touch the ball. I mean, I, I understand the sentiment, but at the same time, I understand why that, that people feel that way. I just don't agree with it. Can you explain further why? You just yeah, said because like... it's not because it's not it, it's not just I'm, try, I'm trying hard to find, find I'm trying to find the word that I'm trying to, like, that I'm thinking of here, but it's, a football team is offense, defense, special teams. It's three facets of a team. Yeah. So why is it fair that only, that, okay, both offenses get a chance? No, the offense gets a chance to score, and the defense gets a chance to stop them. I feel like you're completely, you're solidifying my point. You're saying it's all three phases, and one phase of it's not getting the opportunity to do anything. Right, but, but... then if you're saying that, then it's the opposite way too. It works the other way too. How? Then so if it's all facets, if your offense goes, your defense doesn't get a chance either. Yeah. So I think if Dallas, we're just using the yeah. Dallas Philly game. Right. If Dallas scores a touchdown, 
then Philly gets one opportunity. If Dallas's team, Dallas's defense holds them, then yeah, then the whole team, the whole uh, yeah, team man, earned the I, win. I, I get why you feel that way. I just still feel. I, I think that I think that one. It's the same thing that happened uh, with the college football playoffs. Is they wanted it four teams. Now now that they have four teams, they want eight teams. So the minute that they changed the like they changed the rule to field goals and or and a touchdown ends it. The minute that they change it to touchdown, touchdown, it's going to be like, they get two possessions down and you keep going. It's just, there's got to be a point where it's like, no, just follow the rule. Everybody gets an opportunity to touch the ball. That's what they do in college. All right. You get like eight overtimes and it's like, I feel like you ended in 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's it's not until whoever, you know? I was going to say, because I don't really hate college. It can end in a tie. I hate college overtime. I mean, they're not, yeah. You get like 70 to 68 games and five touchdowns in like the last... A lot of people like college better. A lot of people are wrong. Like your time about, rule about overtime. <laughs> Regardless, everybody, welcome to Simultaneous Catch. My name is Josh Lapping. This is Adam Jeffrey Rossi. How are we all doing on this eve of week 15 of the NFL football season? Yeah, that flew by, man. Always does. Always does. Snap of their fingers, the Bills were out of the playoff picture. Well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, a lot, of, a lot of room for optimism. Well, well, yes, yeah. We're, but regardless, uh, we we're about to hit week 15. There's only six teams mathematically eliminated. I feel like that's pretty cool. Yeah, but we know it's more than that. I mean, there are a couple teams that are probably not. In it anymore. Like but I'm reading articles about how the Bill or the Browns, excuse me, can still win the North, and it's like, no, oh, let's we'll not. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Yes, we are. That's silly. It's not going to happen. Uh, do you see the scenario? Uh, I don't care about it. It's not going to happen. Yet. It's not going to happen. All right. Well, can we put a pin in this? Because I actually want. Yeah, we'll talk about I, it. I want to talk about this. I'm just going to say that's going to be my answer. I'm not going to put well, any more. I'm going to say well, it's I'm not, not going to happen. I'm not asking you a question. I'm going to tell you why it's going to happen. And I'm going to say it's not going to happen. <laughs> So you you think it's gonna happen too? Is this another one of those silly like Bills get to the playoff thing? No, still? this is a, this is gonna happen. It's not. And we're gonna talk about it. But okay. It's rant rave recall. So dumb. You want to start? No. No. Nope. Okay. I have a rave because I've ranted enough. Okay. I have a rave about the Chicago Bears defense. Okay. And they just they deserve all the credit in the world because you know they've 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 won games that they should want they should win. And everybody kept saying, "All right, they're winning the games they should win." And then they won against they won against Minnesota on Sunday Night Football, and they were like, "All right, that was pretty impressive." But most people think Minnesota Minnesota pretenders, and especially after Monday Night, they kind of falling off here for sure. But to to beat LA the way they beat LA on Sunday Night Football, excuse me, was absolutely incredible. Four interceptions, a forced fumble, ten pass breakups, three sacks, a safety. And held that number one offense in the NFL to six points. It's just, it's unbelievable. And we, we deep dive even further. Just Jared Goff, 20 of 44, only 180 yards in the four picks, obviously. Todd Gurley, 11 catches, twenty or 11 runs, 28 yards. No scores for Todd Gurley. It's just, they were all over this team from the very beginning. And... You know, I'm raving about the defense because the offense was their offense was terrible. Yeah. Uh, and what's funny is Jordan Howard had his first 100 yard game in like forever. 
rushing. So he had this really good game. But Mitch Trubisky, 16 of 30, 110, a touchdown and three picks. So, I mean, truly a defensive battle. And Chicago's defense deserves all the credit in the world for how they handled Jared Goff in that offense. And now I don't, obviously don't think that, you know, obviously the Rams are still a team to beat in the NFL and in the NFC, especially in the playoffs, because they're probably still going to get a bye here. But just kudos and hats off to the Chicago Bears defense because they, they played a phenomenal game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they did. You can't take anything away from, from what they did. Um, but I truly felt watching that game that it was more about L.A. playing atypically than Chicago performing extremely well. And I think Coach Sean McVay came out and he took the, the blame, like head coaches do, right. but he said, I put my offense in terrible positions often. Okay. And I agree with that. And I, I was shocked because a couple, at least, I can, I'm, I'm picturing one, but I feel like there were two of the interceptions where Jared Goff just threw it to a Chicago defender. Like, it wasn't, Jared Goff just played horribly, where it wasn't like, oh, that was a spectacular defensive play. It was like, okay. what are you doing yeah. offense? So, I mean, like, you're right. I'm not saying Chicago, because, I mean, they went out, they earned that game, or they mm-hmm. earned that win. The defense was incredible. But I feel like that was more about the offense doing extremely poorly than it was the defense being like, yeah, we're awesome. Uh, I'm going to be really interested to see where if that could be a rematch because I feel like if that's not in Chicago, it's going to be how I projected the game going more so. Yeah. Um, so it'll be that'll be fun. I or mean, hopefully they just – I don't understand why they didn't give their MVP candidate running back the ball more times. I but mean, like Sean McVay said, he had a bad game as a head coach. I mean, right now the Bears have three more games left. The home against the Packers and then away against the Niners and the Vikings. Um, so it's looking like they're probably going to lock up the three seed and stay there. So they'll probably have to play whoever the six seed is going to be, whether that's Minnesota, Carolina, or Philly. Because um, it's certainly not going to be Washington or, or Tampa Bay or probably not Green Bay, but you never know. Um, uh, so it's looking like they'll play that. And then if they win you know, they might face L.A. in the second round. Yeah. The divisional round, but they would be on L.A., so. Could be exciting. Could be exciting. Yes, sir. I'm also going to rave. going to okay. rave a uh, little Homer, rave about the Miami Dolphins <laughs> and that, that final play Yeah. to uh, beat the New England Patriots. First of all, I feel like not only the play, maybe we should probably rave about the Dolphins and how they, they – for the last handful of years, I've had Tom Brady's number when he comes really? down to South yes. Beach. And uh, there were a lot of things that made me feel good about watching that game and, and watching how it progressed because they really, I mean, for a game to come down to a score like that, you go toe-to-toe. Right. I mean, you, they, you kept up with the GOAT <laughs> for four quarters of football. Obviously, they obviously they needed that the crazy way it did to end to win the game, but they were in the game the whole way. They were taking the lead back and forth. It wasn't just... And sometimes that happens. I mean, like, you can't, it's, that was one of those games where whoever had the ball last kind of won it. Obviously, Tom Brady got it done with just enough time at the end. Um, But 
What I, I loved about that play is that you often see in those scenarios where you have five seconds and you have 80 yards to go and teams just scramble around and do silly things yeah. just to see what happens. But th- this play it was drawn up. was completely Beautiful. scripted to go yeah. that way yeah. up to the point where Kenyon Drake got the football. It was a pass to a Kenny, Kenny Stills, Stills yeah. who was supposed to pitch it to Devontae Parker, who was supposed to pitch it to Kenyon and Drake. It becomes a, they, they, I mean, they've they broken this down on so many things is that after that second pitch, it becomes an option power where he just goes and has two blockers. So the play is called Boise, going back yeah. uh, about a decade to to the game where Boise State did that in their bowl game, one of the biggest upsets that yeah. we've seen in a long time, yeah. or we saw it at that point at least, I should say. Right. And I just think that's so darn cool that they practice it, and that's just the thing that I appreciated about it more than anything. Like, we were riding the car, we were just getting ready to drive back to Erie, when we, you saw that play, and I heard oh, yeah. the announcement, like you were in awe, and I was like, "What's <laughs> happening?" I obviously couldn't see it; I was driving. But I just like it would have been cool if it was just a sandlot play, right? And it had worked. But I think it's even cooler that it was, for the most part, scripted yeah. out to go the way that Absolutely. it did. Absolutely, I think that's pretty darn cool. And I mean, obviously, when it comes out a play like that. <laughs> For a team, it, it's so interesting because for a team in the Patriots that always seems to have everything planned out and they always seem to have every scenario practiced, they, it sure didn't seem like they had that scenario practiced because they had Gronk in there. You know, they were assuming so it's a Hail Mary. They're assuming it's a Hail Mary. So they put him in at safety to knock it down. They've done it many times before at the end of a game, but they, they assume incorrectly that it's a Hail Mary and it's that play. And then when Drake gets the ball, if you watch, there are guys just standing there waiting for the pitch. They're not going for the tackle, and so Drake, being as fast as, he's, as he is, is able to weave in and out of it, and then when it's Gronk one-on-one with Drake, that's the end game. It's <laughs> over. You know what I mean? It's just, it was so incredible. I could say this for a cold read, but I'm just going to ask you the question now, because okay. you're talking about how they put Gronk in the backfield yeah. and thinking it was going to be a Hail Mary, right. which in theory is plausible, yeah. but I want to ask you about I mean, Belichick's taking a lot of heat yeah. for, for this. Right. Now, I'm thinking as one of the greatest defensive minds, if not the greatest, because, right. I mean, obviously yeah. you can take anything away from Bill Belichick. You know that this is a quarterback that's just two, three weeks removed from missing a month of football with yeah. a shoulder injury. Yeah. If, would, that would be like a 70-yard pass. Wasn't, like, it, yeah, wasn't it a 69-yard touchdown? Something like that? I mean, like, they were right around the 30, so it was probably, I don't know the exact number, but okay. I, that sounds pretty accurate. Okay. So, I'm just thinking, like, why would you think it was a Hail Mary? I don't know. I Honestly, that, I've been thinking about the same thing, too, because even though, I'm, I'm sure that if Tannehill just heaved it, I'm sure he could get it close. But Maybe, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but regardless, I you're right. I, I think in that scenario... Because they put, like, I mean, it's it's this isn't the first time this has happened. They have put Gronk in at safety before for the Hail Mary to knock it down. Or, you know what I mean? They've done that many times. I mean, he's a big body. Uh, and, and Belichick is notorious for this because when they had Randy Moss, they used to put Randy Moss back there in safety for Hail Mary. I mean, it's not uncommon for wide, you know I mean? big, wide People receiver. Do that, you know what I mean? And Belichick has been known to do this. It's just, you're absolutely right. I don't understand this time why he did it. I really, I honestly think. And maybe I could be wrong, 
I honestly think Belichick was just like, it's the last play. We always do this. Just get in there, Gronk. I don't think he was ever thinking about it. It totally slipped his mind. And I think in that one little moment, Adam Gase outcoached Bill Belichick. And see, I, that's, <laughs> I just find that so fascinating because I feel like with as, I don't know, I'll say gadgety for a lack for a yeah. word, like Adam Gase is all about the speed right? and like those like little quick guys and like getting, we've seen how the offense has operated all year. Now, obviously right. they lost a lot of those pieces. Like yeah. they lost Albert Wilson and they lost Jakeem yeah. Grant. So yeah. like they don't have those, but that's how he likes to work that offense. So yeah. I feel like you are correct when you say like that was a moment where it's a little bit not coach. Which is awesome. But it's also, it's so fascinating to me that as well diagrammed as the play was, I think the most unsung part of the play is the fact that Kenny Stills almost gets tackled on the initial hook and ladder. And it's I, almost immediate. It's because he gets like, hit as he right catches away. The ball. And he p- holds on for a second to make the pitch to Parker. And honestly, I feel like that split second is what opened up the whole play because everybody crashed in was like, all right, he's done for. And then when the pitch to Parker happens, everybody's over there towards midfield. Yeah. And Parker has a lane and then he just throws it right back to Kenyon and then boom, I formation lead power, you're down the field. It was amazing. It was so cool to watch. And I I feel so bad that I was the one watching it live <laughs> and you were sitting next to me because I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And you're like, what's happening? What's happening? And I started screaming. It was, I mean, it was just, it was incredible. It was oh. cool. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh man. And I was, I honestly, I guess we're talking about this now. I almost toyed with a little bit of a recall on the Dolphins because last week I was talking so much about, I don't believe in the Dolphins. I don't think they can go anywhere. And while... You know, they may not. They really may not. But oh, yeah. I mean, they the have Vikings. an uphill battle. They're at the Vikings, home for the Jags, and then at the Bills to end the season. And, you know, the Colts dropped one. The Ravens dropped one. So it's totally not out of – you know what I mean? Like, they're right there. This is probably <laughs> the biggest thing from my years of being a Miami Dolphins fan, which is disappointing, is because, like, <laughs> there have been some years that they've just been – awful and right. out of it but there have been there's so many years where they're right there where they're right there where it's like if they just beat indy last last week like if they just finished that game right like they had a 10 point lead and yeah. they had it yeah and then like they lose you're like oh well like but then they come and do this and you're like if you had that <laughs> you opportunity that. yeah like well, they'd be it, in the wild card right I now. i mean they would be in that spot right now because they'd be eight and five yeah and... so <laughs> gosh darn regardless We'll see what happens, but All right. not not betting money. Not betting money. Why? Well, yeah, I wouldn't do that then. But regardless, start talking about playoff teams. Because clearly we think Ball or Cleveland's going to win it, but... We'll get to it. Nope. But next, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about the playoffs right here. Let's talk about it. Uh, and we'll do, let's do a little holiday theme here. We're going to call this segment Naughty or Nice. God. I'm going to go through some teams, and you're going to tell me if they're naughty or nice, meaning do they have a... Now, this isn't going to be This isn't going to be like, are they in, are they out? This is, do you believe in their ch- in the chances more than you believe in their chances to not? Does that make sense? Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, first, for everybody, just so we start this off, we already have six teams that are naughty because they're completely out mathematically. That's the Bills, the Raiders, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Cardinals, and the Niners. All mathematically getting coal for Christmas this year. <laughs> okay. So, going through this. The Denver Broncos. Uh, they are naughty. Yeah. Yeah. Just 
they just haven't put it together fully. Okay. And it's going to be really fun to see what they do this yeah. offseason. I mean, if they think they Case Keenum's the guy, I'm not sure if they do. They've got running backs. They've got some young receivers. They definitely their have deep, the running backs. Their defense is still solid. I feel like they'll part. they'll work on solidifying some pieces that they need to yeah. continue to keep that defense as yeah. top-end as it is. But right now, they... They win a couple games that you're like, wow, they got it, and yeah. then they fall on their face. So that Elway hasn't hit hit on quarterbacks in the draft at all yet. He has not. So. Tim Tebow, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon. Well, Tim Tebow has been the best quarterback they've had Which is since awesome. Peyton Manning, other than Peyton Manning. <laughs> all right, uh, Tennessee Titans. I do you even have that need to ask me that question? I mean, they they play the Giants in Washington, and two two. So they have that's almost two wins guaranteed. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! That's can't say things like that. Yeah, I mean, like I guess looking at their schedule, it's plausible. Now yeah. the way I'm looking is—is is this just to get to the playoffs? Yes, just to get yeah, to the playoffs. Yeah, this is just getting in the playoffs. Oh well, then I is guess it more likely in your mind if you were. I mean, the line set at fifty-fifty. If it's nice, then it's a, they have above. Oh, 50%. then I mean, if it's just to get to the playoffs, okay. then yeah, I think okay. they're nice. But I would. In my mind, I want to say they're not, because if they get there, I don't think they're doing anything. Okay, that's fair. Because Derrick Henry's not going to ever do that again. <laughs> I just started him with faith. Uh, um, thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, how many other teams do we have to talk about in the AFC? Uh, one, two. We're going to talk about four more. Uh, this, I mean, one, this one included, so three more. I mean, I guess it's hard to say either way because, I mean, like, it's definitely in the realm of possibility. Okay. But I don't think I, – I have more confidence in the other teams okay. moving forward. That's fair. Uh, especially, I think the biggest reason is the teams that they face. Yeah. So, not putting them in either, not Okay. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I feel really good about the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I'm going to say they're nice. I know okay. they, they came off their division – no meltdown, uh, but they came out in another, in some ways, even bigger divisional game, and they, they proved it. They have two tough games left this week, home against the Cowboys, and then to end the end the, end the year at Tennessee. That's so, going to be a real fun game, because... So we'll see where that one leads, because that, that could be, be playoff. a playing game. Absolutely. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I feel a lot better about them. Uh... Than I do some other teams. Okay. So, yeah, actually, now I'm kind of curious as to what how you're going to ask this because I feel like this could shake up some things possibly for Miami. Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to say nice for Baltimore. Let's I mean, just Baltimore, see what the rest of this. Baltimore plays is. the Buccaneers at the Chargers and then they're home against the Browns. Yeah, okay. The, the last team that I'm asking is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, because, yeah. Plays the Patriots, then goes at the Saints, and then it's home for the Bengals. Yeah, I feel naughty about that, which might okay. change my answer for Miami. For Miami, because okay. I feel like if Baltimore wins, wins the, the division, division, I feel like Indy and Miami could possibly five have that six those. Seed, or the yeah. five, five and six seed. Yeah, so. Well, right now the Chargers are at the five seed because they're not winning division right which is just i feel this was gonna be my tidbit so i'm already i'm throwing all my junk out of order today <laughs> i just feel like how depressed i mean obviously a lot can happen on thursday night so yeah. a lot can change but how sad is it that the second best record 
in the AFC. In the AFC is the five seed. Like they have better. I mean, it's happened before that uh, that a team that good has been that right. It just you just that's how the cookie crumbles. But it just it is very depressing. And it just I feel like. Because the Patriots are only a nine-win team right now. I'm not totally positive this is true anymore, but yeah. I still feel like it is. I feel like it's just a Los Angeles Chargers thing to get like no recognition. But I feel like it's especially because like the Chiefs are in their division and they're top. They have a game above them, but like just no one's talking about this like I mean, ten and three team. And I and I I'm big. Don't take what I'm about to say as being not big on the Chargers because I really am. I love them, but. They haven't really beaten a lot of great teams, and that's why I think a lot of people aren't saying much about them. Is there over? They have three losses. They have three losses, and it was to the Chiefs, and I believe Patriots. No, they didn't play. Let me let me let me open up their schedule because I um I don't recall. It was the Chiefs. They, they, one of the losses was Denver. The Chiefs, Denver, and then there was one, obviously one more, but I can't remember what it was. But still. Like, when at the time of the, they haven't beaten teams that were very good when they beat them. I but regardless, agree with you, but at the same time, I don't, I don't buy into that. I don't really either. I mean, I, I, I buy into it a little bit if it's if if a team has ten wins and all the all of them are like the bottom ten teams in the league, then I'm like, okay, you're just beating on bad teams. Right. I mean, like, but if, if any given Sunday, if San Diego's. <laughs> Schedule was the New York Jets well, and San Diego didn't have a schedule this year. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if their schedule was the New York Jets and all right here. Oh, I think it was the Giants. <laughs> all right here they uh they beat the or the wait hold on was it the Jets? they they lost the Chiefs week one yep and then they beat the Bills then the Rams beat them the Rams uh but they were in that game that was the a very end that was a good then game then they beat the Forty ers uh, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo was still the quarterback that week. Because the next week, I think, was when he got injured. But then they beat the Raiders, then they beat the Browns, then they beat the Titans by one. Uh, that was that Thursday night in the Thursday morning game, or, or Sunday morning game, excuse London. me, uh, in London, where the Titans went for two to win and they didn't get it. Then they beat the Seahawks, they beat the Raiders, the Broncos beat them, then they beat the Cardinals, then they beat the Steelers in that great game, then they just beat the Bengals. So, I mean... Their most impressive wins this year are the Steelers, uh, the Seahawks, and maybe the Titans. Maybe. You know what I mean? So I guess I understand why some people are hesitant. I'm still big on them. But we'll see what happens when they go at KC this Thursday. And then uh, the following week on Saturday Night Football, they have the Ravens, Ravens coming to town too. So, I mean, they, they and then they have to go into, into Denver to end the season. So, I mean, we'll see what the Chargers are all about. In these coming weeks, but I mean, I really like the Chargers. Regardless, I feel like love to see Philip to get his. Think they're in the playoffs. Okay, so all right. Uh, what about the NFC here? We have the Green Bay Packers. I didn't even know it was mathematically possible for them to still be in it. Yeah, they if they beat the Bears, the Jets, and the Lions, and then the, and then Washington, Philly, Carolina. And Minnesota lose out, they're in the playoffs. The okay, season. well, it's not going to happen. So Washington. Why are you even asking me that? Because I want to get a funny response. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia. There's, they're, two, they're a half game out of the sixth seed right now. Um, Just like Washington, but still. I don't 
So Seattle's in. So right now Seattle's the five seed. Minnesota's at the six seed at six six and one. And then you have the Panthers at six and seven, the Eagles at six and seven, Washington at six and seven, and the Pack at five seven. Okay, uh, I feel better about the Eagles than I do a couple of those. Okay. Uh, what about the Panthers? No, they're done. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Like yeah. Five no. straight. Five straight is hard to argue with. <laughs> and they still have two uh, against, against the Saints, the Saints who one against the Falcons who know how to play them extremely well, and. New Orleans after Chicago's or I mean uh, LA's clunker last Sunday, they know how much they have to play for. I mean, and they have the one that or the Saints have the one seed right now, and I believe both of them have clinched their divisions. Yes, yes. the The Saints and the Rams are the only two teams in the NFL who have clinched their division right now, so they both have home playoff games. Right, but New Orleans knows that if they force the Rams to come to them, the odds are. So much better. Astronomically better. better. Uh, So they know how much they had to play for. It's just sad to think that at one point Carolina was 6-2 and and they were one game away from the Saints and everybody was like, those clashes are going to be huge. And five losses later. Yeah, I don't really understand. I I don't... You dropping that little tidbit last week about maybe Ron Rivera gets gets fired is becoming more and more plausible. I think that'd be a mistake. I, I mean, I like Ron Rivera and I think that it would be a mistake too, but... Five in a row. I mean, if they keep going, it's hard to keep a coach that loses that many. I mean, Cam Newton is playing hurt a little bit. And, again, this is kind of what I was saying about you can't take anything away from wins. Yeah. Like with the Chargers. But, like, Carolina's made games of those losses. Yeah, that's true. They're not being blown out of the water for most of them. One thing... The ball bounces just a little bit different, you yeah. know. You're you're in in those. So, I know obviously they're they're losing and and losing against some teams that they feel like they should win against Tampa, probably Cleveland. I mean, you, but you're right. When you look at the losses, week two by seven to the Falcons, uh, they. Well, just look look at that five game run and see what. All right. So obviously, they were the Thursday night game against. Pittsburgh was bad. Yeah. And then they lose by one point to the Lions. One point. They lose by three points to Seattle. Three. And they lose by a touchdown to the Bucks. Okay. And then six points to the Browns last week. So you're right. I mean, they're they're fighting in all these games. So, like I said, one thing goes... So does that the... change your naughty or nice thing? They're only half game out. Do you believe... No, more, I still feel... I believe more Minnesota than Carolina? Based on their schedule, yeah. I do. Uh, I... Minnesota plays the Dolphins this week, then they go at Detroit, and then they're home for the Bears. Yes. So I feel like my. Uh, you feel like the Vikings win two of those or, or one? I do feel like Minnesota can beat Miami and Detroit, yes. Well, let's look at Carolina. Carol- oh, because they have the two against the Saints. And I feel like You're right. they will get swept. Because, not because. I'm interested to see what happens with tiebreakers if Minnesota won. If Minnesota, like if, if Miami beat Minnesota. And then Minnesota only beat Detroit, and Carolina only beat um, Atlanta. I'd be interested to see what happened in a tiebreaker there, because it also might be <laughs> might be a four way tie for the six seed if if Philly and, and Washington both end up with one more win too. Well, Washington's losing out, so so Washington is going to lose to the Jags. Yes, they're going to lose at the Titans. Yes, I know that they're going to lose against the, the Eagles. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I mean, those were... I think, like I said, I'm, I'm double down on something last week. I'm going to double down on something again this week. Yeah. I still feel like Washington will be at the bottom of the okay. division. I believe, I mean, I believe you. They're only one game away right now, and the Giants still play them, so... I said that, like, <laughs> three weeks ago. So. I know. <laughs> There's a person... On, I was listening to AM radio a couple days ago, and in an old-fashioned sentence. Shut up. <laughs> the guy was like, "I mean, the Giants are going to be the sixth seed in the playoffs," and he was he believed it so much because he was like, "They're going to beat the Titans, they're going to beat the Colts, and they're going to beat the Cowboys." And then he said, "Every other team's going to fall off ahead of them." <laughs> you think that's silly? Yes. All right, so let's get into your transition about how the Browns are going to do it. Okay, this isn't – okay, I don't know. understand why you think this is so crazy. This is not insane. I, let me open this up right now because I was literally sitting here reading this, and I, I'm re- as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is not insane. Here we go. And, all right, let me pull it up because I think I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a timeout? Yeah, let's find Stack Guy. All right. Thank you, Stack Guy. So, first of all, the Browns can still – Game, get the wild card simply if some of these teams fall off. But they can still win the AFC North. Mm-hmm. All that need to happen is Cleveland needs to win out. They need to beat Denver, Cincy, and Baltimore. Not That is not crazy. Okay. Pittsburgh has to lose their last three. New England, New Orleans, I think they lose both of those. And Cincinnati, that one's a little bit of a toss-up in the last week of the season. But it's a division game in Cincinnati. Baltimore has to lose to Tampa Bay this week. Or the Chargers the following week. I believe they lose at least one of those. And then obviously Baltimore would have to, the, the Browns have to beat Baltimore week 17. I don't think that's crazy. It's not going to happen. I think it's going to happen. It's not. I swear to you right now, mark the timestamp. This we, is about to happen. What are we going to bet? I, I, I don't know what we're betting, let's, but. Let's make a bet. I would love to make a bet because I, I can't believe that you think this is crazy. This is. It's not gonna happen. This is literally like this is going to happen. I, I don't I don't understand how it could happen any other way. It's just Baker is gonna do this. And it's I gonna love. Be hang on, hang on. I love that. Like six hours ago, maybe this was yesterday. <laughs> oh God. Even, you were all about Baltimore winning the division. And I was. Then since you read this, you're like, oh my God, Matt. You, I mean, I know. You, you already knew that Baltimore was going to play Cleveland. So you read this article, like, oh my God, Cleveland's going to win now. I mean, I just. You already knew that was going to. You already knew they played. What right. made you, because reading this article, I, mean, I, I just don't understand. I mean, Lamar's banged up. I I saw what happened when RG3 came in for the couple plays and couldn't complete a pass. And, <laughs> okay, he was putting like 30 and, and 25. Fla- Joe Flacco's back and they're talking about he's going to get playing time. No, he's I mean, not. I don't believe in Joe Flacco any bit. I did, okay. I, I think the biggest thing for me, and even though, and again, I know that Carolina is reeling, but Carolina is a good football team, and we just talked about how close they were in all those games. Yeah, seeing the way that Baker Mayfield led the Cleveland Browns to a victory in a in a in a, in a game that in the last. 15, 10 to 15 years in Cleveland football history has always been a loss. Yeah. No matter how close they play a team, it's I always agree. been a loss. And Baker sealed the deal. Sure. I just, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. I think they're going to lose at least two, and I think they get the week 17 and just don't, and they go on a division game. Excuse me. That one's obviously a toss up, but to me, I'm looking, honestly, in my head, I'm looking at Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, and I'm thinking, uh, since he had Baltimore Week 17 last year to get the Bills in. That's honestly where my mind is going with that one. And then I'm looking at Baltimore. Is I don't... 
They probably win against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay, but that one's not not that you can't hand them that victory against Tampa Bay. But they're in my mind definitely going to lose to the Chargers, and then it comes down to Cleveland versus Baltimore to mm-hmm. me because the rest of that I feel like it's going to happen, and it comes down to who I would pick with Baltimore going into Cleveland. They're not going into Cleveland. Oh uh, well, okay. Well, that makes it a little bit harder, but it's still in my mind. It just it comes down to that one game to me. I just feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. that I'm so, I understand from your point of view. It's just like, okay, Adam's being stupid again. And he's being insane. But I, 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 I don't think I ever said it on the show. But I remember us talking the week before uh, we started our first episode. And I was like, I was like Cleveland's going to win the division. They're going to the playoffs. And I didn't say it on the show because I was so afraid of sounding stupid. It's going to happen. It's not. It's so going to happen. What are we betting? What do you want to bet? I don't know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Cleveland's win over Carolina years past is a definite loss. It's always been a loss, and I just I don't know what. And it's and what the funny thing is, okay. So did you hear the you know the press conference a couple weeks ago when Baker won, and they were like, he was like, I woke up feeling pretty dangerous this morning. Yep. So a, par- a reporter asked him after this game, he said, Did you wake up feeling dangerous this morning, Baker? And he looked at him and said, What do you think the answer to that is? I was like, That's so. He just has such a confidence about like. Like, this team is good. It's a I, good football team. I would love... <laughs> I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't have the ball. Okay. <laughs> I want a reporter after Baker falls on his face in Houston to be like, were you feeling dangerous today? Oh, that's amazing. I love that. I would love What would the it. answer be then? I don't know. When I would they love go, to see, I'd love to see him be put in that scenario. I you're, really would. You're right. You know I love Baker, too. Yeah, yeah. And I've been saying all year, I've been extremely consistent on the Cleveland Browns. And he'll probably... I mean, he'll probably win... I mean, it'll be close between him and Saquon, but I think it goes to the quarterback. Oh, it shouldn't. I, I'm all on the running back. But I mean, I think it should be Saquon too, obviously. But Baker is bringing life to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Not only Baker. That's not fair to say. Well, it's Every, not. There are so many right. great pieces but he's there. The, I mean, he's like they may have. Okay, they may, Cleveland may be a much bigger candle than it used to be, but they still needed somebody to light the wick. And You're that's right. What, Baker's done. And he's doing that, but we just haven't seen the consistency You're right. that we need to for to him to go and win these next three games. I'm not saying two it, of them are on the road. I'm not saying it wouldn't against be against good defense. I'm not saying it wouldn't be incredible, because it would be. I just believe it's going to happen. <laughs> Alright. So let's bet. Let's see. It'll be it's after. It's our third bet, isn't it? I think it's only our second. No, it's our first. We, we bet something on, uh, oh, we made a bet that next year I wouldn't trade, make a single trade. Oh, well, we haven't made that one on the air. Like, that wasn't a simultaneous catch. <laughs> that was uh, Adam and Josh. Um, let's bet. Do you want to bet like we have to get something or we have to do something? Ooh, let's do that. Let's uh, take another time out and okay. discuss this so we don't just sit here did it that way. Okay. All right, we have come up with the bet. I don't know if we've agreed on the bet. We have agreed on the bet. I didn't Does say it, yes or no. You, five minutes ago, you were so confident. Oh, it's going to happen, and I'm going to feel so stupid when it doesn't happen. All right, so the winner of the bet, no, I should say the loser of the bet, has yeah. to buy the winner dinner yes. at a public restaurant yes. and then romantically serenade <laughs> the winner for at least 30 seconds. Okay. 
Is this like a, they have to make up a song, or the no, you can or the winner a, chooses the song? Ooh, or... I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have to be made up. We can establish a song. Oh, God, Maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. Thirty seconds is a really long time, <laughs> and it can't be like under your breath. Either. I understand. Like I expect you to get down on your knees. What do you mean, me? You're gonna lose the bet. Okay, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> no, this is so nerve wracking. All right, <laughs> we just shook hands on this. Baker, you better be listening, man. <laughs> This is going to happen. Okay. Here we go. Then you better start thinking of the song you want me to sing. And afterwards, we're going to hang out and play Smash Bros. And I'm going to drink my case of vanilla Coke from Demarius Thomas, averaging 150 yards in the last three games. (laughs) I'm so bad. I should never bet in my life. Okay. There we go. There we go. Love it. All right. What's next, Chief? Anything else you want to talk about? Because I have cold reads next. Let's do some cold reads. All righty. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. So I have two would-you-rathers. Okay. Based on how the season has gone. Would you rather have Sam Darnold as your quarterback of the future or Josh Allen? Why do you ask me that? Because I think it's close. I feel like you know my answer, though. And it's nothing, okay, it's nothing against Josh Allen. Okay. But you know Sam Darnold's more of my style of quarterback. Okay. You know that I always want the clear pocket guy. Okay. And I feel like Josh Allen could develop into that more, yeah. but he has such a tendency right now to take off and run, which is working. You can't, he's, <laughs> it's been working and he's performing extremely well, but I want my quarterback to throw the ball okay. more often than he runs the football. I should say. I feel like, and I believe Josh Allen's a tough guy, and he's he's big, and he's built strong, but if he continues to do those things, he will get hurt worse than it happened earlier this year. Eventually, something negative will happen. I mean... So I feel like, hopefully... I mean, I... I, I Hang on, let me finish this in line. I'll let you talk in a second. Hopefully, I feel like this is a little bit of rookie jitters kind of thing where he's just making it into a play and it's really awesome. I do hope during the offseason, the coaching staff are able to be like, okay, so you're really good at doing this, but let's make that option D. So let's reel it in a little bit so it's not necessarily option B. So I would like to see that happen. So I still believe in Sam Darnold. I feel like as he continues to grow mature as well, he will cut down and eliminate all of the silly mistakes. He'll still make mistakes, but I think he'll be able to start eliminating that. Mm -hmm. And so I would just, I take the pocket quarterback. And I know you're going to disagree, but... No, but it's it's not that I don't disagree, because I understand your point. I just think that, I don't think that the he's going to get hurt argument is fair, because... 90% 90% of his runs, he's running out of bounds or sliding on. Sure. I mean, and especially I also, since he's taken over. But also... I also, mean, since he's come back, I Also, his injury happened when he was throwing from the pocket. But I'm just you know saying, I mean? yes. So I, under, I understand what you're saying. I'm not... I'm not I, I don't want you to think, or anybody who's listening to think, that I'm discrediting your point, because they're all valid. I just think that... I think that he's running now because nobody's getting open. I mean, like, I've obviously watched all of the plays. There's receivers aren't getting separation... The, the offensive line isn't blocking well enough, so he's running because it's all he has to do. That's fair. And he's been safe with it. So I think that... I, okay, I, it probably wasn't a question I should have asked right now because I feel like <laughs> I feel like once they get a better line in front of them next year and some more weapons, 
it will really show just how good he really is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just, but it's a fair question. But regardless, I just I understand why you would. I I like the way you said it better than, oh, he's better, and I'm just gonna pick him. You just like the style. Better. No, and not even like taking away that he's a Buffalo Bills quarterback, right. but you prefer those style of quarterbacks. I mean, compared it's true. to me. I mean, because I mean. I, this I, is a this is a silly thing to like compare it to, yeah. but look at our Madden NFL I mean, drafts. Right. <laughs> like you pick the guys who are going to be able to run around, but the, and I, I mean, pick the guys that stand in. And we and, weren't even we we obviously weren't doing this during the draft, but I mean, I told you the whole draft process that, that this is who I wanted. Yeah, Josh Allen was the guy I wanted from the from the very get go, and obviously on draft day I wavered a little bit because I was like, oh my god, I'm so nervous, who's going to happen? <laughs> but then you know that was the guy that I wanted from the start. So yeah. I mean, obviously you're right. It's but at the same time, it's just... That's okay. <laughs> Second cold read. They're split right now, so it's not like I picked the quarterback that lost both. <laughs> Would you rather... So this this one is sort of inspired by the fact that you have the Cowboys who were kind of left for dead and then, you know, five in a row now and it looks like they're a shoe in to win the division, especially after their second win over Philly. Um, but, you know, Jason Garrett was on the hot seat for a while. And then you have teams like, you know, obviously the Packers, excuse me, probably don't have the best chance of getting in, but they're on their interim and they could possibly, it could happen. Okay. Um, so teams like that and, you know, in Cleveland, who's going to get in with an interim coach. <laughs> <laughs> but so you have these teams now that are with interims or, or with coaches that were maybe on the hot seat. So what I want to, you to answer is, would you rather make the playoffs maybe – a year too early or maybe when you it probably what you know shouldn't have happened yeah and be stuck with the coach that you didn't really want because they made the playoffs and it's hard to fire that kind of coach or miss the playoffs and get the superstar coach for the next year so it has to be one of these options yeah okay then i'd rather miss the playoffs and get the superstar coach okay because you're and this is going to sound Silly in a way. Uh, I don't. Silly is not the. I was gonna think of okay. a more vulgar word, but getting to the playoffs is obviously an accomplishment. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. Fair. Winning the Super Bowl is what you try to do, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna get there with mediocrity in many areas, especially your head coach. Okay. So yeah, if it means missing the playoffs, but you get somebody who's gonna be able to add consistency and stability for years yeah. to come, yeah. you pick that option. Because I, I just think to get in and be there with a mediocre or like an interim, like let's just say Joe Philbin. Yeah. Like I don't believe Joe Philbin is the man of the future for right. the Green Bay Packers. Right. This is what this question was inspired by. Okay. But... And I mean, like people are talking about how like Joe Philbin actually is a legitimate shot to earn that job, and I feel like that would be a big mistake personally. Yeah. Right. But I mean, ideally, if something like that is to happen, hopefully, I mean, you kind of have a Tennessee Titans scenario. Right. Where I feel like Tennessee made the right call. Oh, I think I, I think most people would agree, especially now seeing the team. I mean, obviously, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. and But at the same time, I think they're in a much better position than they were last year. I think that. So, regardless, uh, if I had to pick that, I would, I would pick missing the playoffs mm-hmm. and getting the head coach. And that's truly as just an analytic standpoint. I mean, okay. like I feel like fans are like, no, you always root for your team to win. Yeah. And I think I always try to take like the big picture approach. Yeah. I, I try to take GM approaches and be like, okay, this is what we need for I mean 
it's gonna be nice for yeah. it's gonna be nice for a week to be like yeah we're in the wild card but I mean does that really I mean, do I, anything other than get you a worse draft pick? I will also float this out there is that it's interesting to me that the Packer fan says that because you've been in the playoffs most of your fandom, but the Bills fan will say make the playoffs because that memory of those two weekends where the Bills made the playoffs and where they were in the playoffs are two of the best memories of my entire life, and they always will be. Sure. Obviously, those are different circumstances because 17 straight years without it, but at the same time, I think it's interesting to see it from the fans' perspective of you have the Hall of Fame quarterback and you've been in, in contention all these years, and this year... In the last year, you've been down, so you're like, okay, let's reboot because we'll be right back there. But in the in my mind, it's no, let's get there when we can because we may not get there again. <laughs> and that's definitely a possibility. But so I that's feel why like, I mean, that's why I thought it was a good question to ask. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I liked it. Just I feel like getting there with I'll just say mediocrity again. I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, okay. but it will hinder you in the long run more than it will help. Okay. So my cold read, I actually only thought of one for you right now. Um, But I thought it was really intriguing because last week you asked me a cold read about head coaches being fired. And I said, I don't think it'll happen, but I think coordinators are going to go. Yeah. So after the meltdown last night, Minnesota and Seattle, uh, offensive coordinator John DeFilippo was fired. This is one of my tidbits. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay, well. This was a man who a lot of people I mean, were he was high hot, on. He was a hot head coaching candidate. To be a head coach. Yeah. So uh, what What now? Is that still a possibility? Is it his fault that the offense I, hasn't been winning? I think that he will get interviewed for head coaching jobs. I think he'll just land as an OC somewhere else. Okay. I, I just, I... Is that because of the firing? Yes. Okay. I think that let's just say I'm going to add a little more okay. fuel to this fire. Right. So let's let's just say he didn't get fired la- yes yeah. this earlier today. Yeah. And Minnesota, let's even just say he wins one more game. Yeah. Missed the playoffs. Yeah. Is he in a better position? I think so. So it's just the fire. I really think that the fact that the team fired him and let him go is going to be, everybody's going to look at it and be like, oh, he was fired? Because there have been coaches before that have become head coaches after sort of a down year as an OC or, or a DC or whatever. And then they've been hired as a head coach. You know, because yeah. people have down years. Uh, it's his first year in a new offense with a new with a new um, quarterback, all that jazz. That's tough. But I really think the fact that they fired him before the end of the season says a lot, even though I know it's scapegoat season. You know, we've talked about that where it's, yeah. let's just get some, but I really think that their offensive issues are the fact that it's a new quarterback and that, you know, every, they're still trying to figure that out. And I know it's been 14, 15 weeks, but sometimes it takes a long time. You're right. Uh, but regardless, I, I feel like you're taking all my reasons as to why I feel like I think, that would be wrong. I think that he will still get interviewed. I just don't think he'll become a head coach next year. I think he'll be an OC again somewhere and then work his way up to it. I mean, he's still, I think he's in his forties, which for NFL. I mean, yeah, he's not which for his old, NFL head coach at all. He's pretty young, so. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's why he might still probably be a head coach. I mean, well, I just feel like that's just so lamely unfair. I mean, I agree, but I still feel like it's true. 
I mean, I feel like there have been worse coordinators who haven't gotten fired, but do become head coach, like you were yeah. saying. But I don't know. I mean, I I personally don't. I feel like from watching Minnesota Vikings games, game plans have been put together extremely well, and plays, players just play, haven't always executed. Del- right, and and play calling. I uh, every time. I don't know if this is for other people, but when I watch a football game, you can clearly see when a, when there's good play calling and bad play calling. Yeah. And I've never felt in most of the Viking games that I watch, even even when the Bills crushed them in week three, I never felt like it was bad play calls. That game was simply the Bills dominated them yeah. and shut them down. Like, in Seattle was just all over Minnesota. And most of the turnovers, and I watched the highlights this morning... Most of the turnovers were the play being extended and then it was a fumble or he threw a bad pass that was picked. You know what I mean? It wasn't, that was a terrible play call and you put your guys in a bad position. It was, Kirk tried to do something and couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just feel like it's extremely unfair because I'm thinking about all of these things. And you said it, and I think it is the ultimate scapegoat because I feel like Minnesota came in with such high expectations on the year. Obviously, they were one game away from the Super Bowl last year. They they, can still make the playoffs. They can make the playoffs. So they're in the sixth seed right now. But, I mean, it's not an offensive coordinator's fault that you're having, like, your quote-unquote star running back come back and he's been injured. Or when he is on the field, for the most part, it's not delivering. Offensive line isn't what it was. It wasn't great last year, but they protected better for the most part than they are this year. Obviously, Kirk Cousins has had some less than stellar moments. And I just feel like Mike Zimmer is one of those hothead head coaches. Now, I'm not saying Zimmer was solely responsible. It's not like he's like, you know what, we need to get this guy out of here. But I feel like he is always a man to put blame on somebody, including himself. He's hard on himself. But he has zero tolerance. And so he's like, you know what? This isn't working. Get the heck out. And I just feel like that is I mean, I I don't think think you should have been fired either. But regardless. It'll be real fascinating to see what uh, happens with him. It's a very – it really is a a fascinating head coach scape so far. I mean, there's going to be some more definitely coming up. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. We didn't talk about our pals' picks before the show. Did we not? We did not. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening. Let's see. I but have, you have to I ask have, first. I have my three. Okay. Well, we never established this, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to pause or just no? Go we're just gonna go into it. All right. Well, I. Well, do we have our? Do you know what the records are? Ooh, I don't. Let's check. All right. Let's take the time out. All right. So we had a little hiccup with our math. Over the bye week, but that's okay. Darn we, bye week. We went up and checked it up. So we are actually knotted up this week. Uh, last week we weren't, but that's okay. Josh has tied it up because I went one and two last week. Josh went two and one. It was a tough week for picks in general because a lot of games happened that I didn't think were going to happen. Uh, regardless, we're both at 19 and 20. And this week, I'm going to start. All right. I'm going to give you Browns at Broncos on Saturday, December 15th. Why are you laughing? Because it's just all, I mean, like, happy birthday. Um, 
Yeah, um, I'm going to pick the the Denver Broncos to win this game. So my bet goes down in, in, in it, four days. It <laughs> does. We're going to celebrate your birthday. We're going to start planning out that song. <laughs> yeah, I think last week uh, Christian McCaffrey shredded the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I think Philip Lindsay is not... Obviously, the same back as Christian McCaffrey, but he's similar. I think he's going to be able to do a good job. I think it helps so much that this game is in Denver. Okay. And I just feel like Bradley Chubb's going to be like, you know what, Denver? You should have picked me. I mean, Cleveland, you should have picked me. Yeah. And he's going to show why that's true. Von Miller will also make Baker nervous, and that's how you win the games. That's what J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney did. That's why Baker made those mistakes. That looked pretty poor, and Uh I feel like it's going to gonna be bet over all right then <laughs> i disagree obviously but see what happens uh second game thursday night football chargers head to kc for the rematch and probably for the division um picking kc Ooh. simply because of the fact that la is going to be without their top two running backs it really, really hurts, okay. and I just don't think that Philip, as much as I love him, is going to be able to keep pace with that offense okay. without those weapons. Right. Uh, I expect it to be a good showing. Okay. I expect Keenan Allen to perform well again right. and some of those other pieces, but it's just not going to be enough okay. to be there. I really am disappointed that Melvin Gordon's not going to be ready to go just because I'd be so fascinated to see what the offense with all of their pieces clicking yeah. could do, but... Yeah, I just think they're not going to be able to keep up with with that offense. All righty. Uh, third game, Dolphins heading into Minnesota to face the Vikings. Ooh. That one's interesting. That's tough. Um, I would like to know if Xavier Rhodes, I'm not serious, uh, Xavier, Xavier Howard's Howard. playing. Yeah. Because if he was, and I knew he was just kind of as clean health as, as you can, can be at this point, point in the season... Yeah. I'd be a lot more tempted to pick Miami, but I just can't totally bet on on that offense right now. Okay. Tannehill's been back the last couple of weeks, but they haven't faced a true pressure in your face yeah. defense. I think that's going to make them a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'll be so I'm picking the Vikings, okay. but I will say if if the Dolphins Dolphins, excuse me, can get a ground game going, that's going to be so. Huge. Okay. It's not an easy team to run against. No, it's not. Even Seattle, the best running team in the league, struggled for yeah. all intents and purposes. Yeah. So if they can get that going, it's going to be a lot greater chance. Okay. But if the game is put on the arm of Ryan Tannehill, uh-huh. I don't think it'll get done. Okay. Um, I'm sure this has happened before, but it's just sticking out in my head. I disagree with all three of your picks. Wow. <laughs> all right. I'm sure it's happened before, but I, I just, in my head, I was like, I can't remember the last time this happened, but I say, well, I mean, you're making a push to help that Miami wild card. Regardless, I think Miami does get the wild card. Ooh! <laughs> All right, my game Just for kidding, you. Because no, the Browns are going to win. Washington. You say the Browns are going to win the division. That's right. <laughs> now you're picking all sorts of things. I'm stupid. We you're not that. stupid. You just you're retiring football after the season. I am. Regardless, we are going to go with the Dallas Cowboys traveling to take on the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. Such an interesting game here. But I'm going to go with 
I just wow. Yeah, okay. I, just, I mean, they're they're the home team, and I know they got shut down by the Jags, but the way they beat the Texans was so convincing to me. And I love the Cowboys, and I picked them to win the division at the beginning of the year, and I was on it most of the year, you know. Yeah. But, and I still think they do. It's just. I really, really loved the way the Colts beat the Texans. It was so impressive. And they were able to slow down an offense in the Texans that I believe is much better than the offense of the Cowboys. Uh, maybe not much better, but I, I would still take their offense over the Cowboys' offense. And they really – and the Texans' defense is comparable to the Cowboys, too. You know what I mean? So okay. I just – I don't know if Cowboy fans will agree with that. Probably but. not. But um, – <laughs> I mean, J.J. Watt and Genevieve and Clowney, look. Uh, Kareem Jackson, I mean, Tyron Matthew. I mean, they've got pieces. It's just, I, I, it was, had the game not gone the way it went against Texas last week, I'd be picking the Cowboys company, but I'm just so confident in the way that they were able to win. It, it was just so impressive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders taking on another AFC North <laughs> uh Opponent traveling to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, these are the games that I'm me, reduced to picking. Give me these garbage games. This is what you leave me with. What do you mean leave you with? I don't. I can't. I'm looking at like the games that you give me. Like they're the tough ones, and then like I'm like Buccaneers or Ravens. Obviously, I know how you're picking that. I wish you would have given me that one. Anyway, Patriots and Steelers. I mean, like that could be good, but I feel like we all know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna pick the Raiders in this one. Ooh, okay. I liked the way they fought back against, like that against Pittsburgh. I love the way they responded to John Gruden. They answered the call and they fought tough that whole game. And they and obviously they were in a position to be sent to overtime with Boswell because Juju made a great play. But at the same time, I mean they, they earned that game and I think that they were earned another win. Yeah, okay. I like that pick. I didn't think that was gonna go that way. Uh, last but not least, uh, you know, I will go the Monday night game. Okay. Uh, New Orleans Saints traveling to take on the Carolina Panthers. I think, I mean, this is, this is the true test for Carolina. If they, if they still want to hang on to their playoff hopes, they have to win this game. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is the playoff game. <laughs> I actually, this is actually tough for me. Because I believe yeah, I in Cam Newton on Monday night, I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Panthers. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna okay. And here's the thing: is that I just they've played every game close. Yeah, it's come down to the wire. And as much as the Saints are still my Super Bowl pick, I'm still saying they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I don't care whether they're the one seed or the two seed. The Saints are winning the Super Bowl this year. But I believe this is the moment where Ron Rivera. And Cam Newton's put their foot down and say, no, we're not going up six-game losing streak. We're going to win this game, and we're going to stay in this hunt. I love I it. I think they're going to win at home. I mean, the Saints, we know, are not the same team on the road. And so. I would love to I would love to at some point look at Cam Newton's Monday night record because I, every time I think of Cam Newton playing on Monday night, in my head, it's always seeing visions of him playing really great. So I, I feel like he loves that spotlight, and he's in there, and they're at home, and I think that it's just... It's their moment to say stop, and I, I believe in it happening. So. I love it. I love it. So we only have one traveling team winning the game. It's the Oakland Either Raiders. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, are 
kind of going with majority of the home teams, except for your Oakland Raiders. Yeah. That game's a toss-up for me anyway. I mean, it's a toss-up, but <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, man. Jeff Dr- I like Jeff Driscoll. I like him as I well. I just don't think he's going to win. Like him as well. All right. All right, you have some tidbits you want to talk about? So do we do tidbits before Friends Fortunes or after? I couldn't remember. We do it before. All right, so we have some tidbits. Everybody, here's the moment where Adam retires from football entirely. <laughs> We've talked about it before. Adam Rossi has never beaten Josh Lapping in fantasy football. <laughs> this year, 0-5 in, in matchups against Josh, including the final dagger in a playoff game in a Yahoo Fantasy Football League where I was ahead for 90% of the games. And then <laughs> at the end of Sunday night, Josh Lapping found his way up by 28 points with each of us having a defender left to play. And I will say our defenders did nothing. They really Neither did defender nothing. did anything. I, not really. But Larry's lackeys defeated Larry's legends, and <laughs> Adam goes down for five losses against Josh this year. I'm retiring from football. I can never beat you. That's not true. <laughs> I will say I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I had this big thing because I I really accepted it. I mean, I my team was looking so good. It was looking so, so good, especially all, like uh, through the one o'clock games. It looked like I, I had it locked up. Yeah, I was I was down. Like you you had Jarvis Landry crushing it. You had Julio Jones crushing it. Yep. I I had Shady McCoy go out after gaining like what a yard. I think he, he had gained, min- I think he had minus ten, or he had ten point one. Had, so is that a yard? <laughs> yeah, he had what? a one yard. Yeah. So going down after one yard, I had Antonio Callaway, who I thought was my good pickup after Emmanuel Sanders went down. Yeah. He had a catch for no yards. So it was one point, and I was like, well. And Josh Allen had two picks, but he had twenty points. Yeah, he was because you know I mean? of, of his running, because of the rushing, it was and just, and whatnot. It so. all looked like it was finally the stars were going to align, and it just I don't know why it just. <laughs> I mean, whoa. Sorry. It's okay. Regardless. But I had this big thing. Like, I was gonna, <laughs> I was planning it out. I was going to go Facebook Live on this show and shake your hand and say congratulations. <laughs> but yes. 0-5. I'm not going to play in a league with you next year just so I can extend another year of you not beating me. If you me. do that, we're not going to be friends anymore. Wow. I'm going to be so mad. So aggressive. I need to beat you. I'm planning out every draft next year. Just to beat you. I don't My know. bye weeks are going to match up perfectly, and your bye weeks <laughs> are going to be so awful against our matchup. How do I'm you know you don't know who I'm drafting? I'm gonna, you would need to know my draft. I'm going to I'm gonna plant Freudianly plant it in your head who to pick. That's a thing. And you're going to pick who I want. I feel like that is a huge thing that I, I feel like you've done it with other drafts, but actually I, I don't know. I know like when we went into our Point Park draft, which is... For all intents and purposes, our, our biggest main, one. Yeah. yeah, our main one. Like, I was locked in. I knew exactly what I was doing. It was right. all color-coded and all that junk. I mean, your draft was uh, a thing of beauty. Although, none of it worked. My I mean, team it didn't is, work. My team is completely different. I mean, there were injuries, and but you really, you pivoted and you shifted, and you're in the second round of the playoffs. So. Yeah, so I'm very proud. I don't, I'll don't. i talk about that next week, depending on how this week goes. But yeah. I'm proud of how the team's gone yeah. after the way everything started. Right. Um, but... I feel like last year, because you were so crazy with the board and being excited that we had a board, you weren't able to truly focus on your draft. Which but I would bar. love, I would love to see you sit down and do what I did and stick think, to it. I think that's what I'm. I think that's what I'm trying to do this year. Because what's funny is my last draft that I did this season, because I'm in seven leagues, was my most perfect one. 
and it's the one where I had the first round by and I'm at the top of the league. Yeah. Because my last, and it's because my last two were so perfect because I had done so many to that point. Sure. I had the board in my head. I knew where the players I was going to go were going to go, and I picked them. So I think if I sit down at the beginning of the season and do that, which is, it sounds silly, but there's, like, you can win some money. Last year in fantasy football, I won, like, 400 500 total dollars because I won wow. both my main leagues last year. So you can say so how much money are we winning in this point park? One. I mean, the point like park total was like, well, last year was higher. It was like 200. We lowered it this year because we spread it out. But in my other league, it's 200 in my cousin's league. So, oh, okay. But regardless, I, we'll see what happens this year. But that's, we're going to talk about one I have, tidbit. I have more things to say. Second tidbit. Later. Yeah. Second tidbit is to <laughs> Russell Wilson, who's crushing it. He won his 73rd game last night, and he now has the most wins ever by a quarterback in their first seven seasons in the NFL. 73 wins. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. And they're a team that a lot of people probably don't want to see in the playoffs because they're scary. They always (laughs) They run the ball. They have good defense, and Russell is just incredible. I agree. Um, And the last tidbit, this is why it's so important. That's why in the AFC – the buys and the one seed are so important. The New England Patriots have not won an away playoff game since 2006. Wow. This is why it's so important. And I know that a lot of that is simply because they really probably haven't had a lot of away playoff games <laughs> in that time. But at the same time, they have not played or they have not won an away playoff game since 2006. So get that one seed, get them down to the three seed. And maybe you have that leg up that you need against the Patriots. So let's let's delve into that since we have just a little bit of time. Okay. I mean, how how does that happen? Is so, it Houston that's gonna so I mean, them? They play the Steelers, the Bills, and the Jets. And this is the other thing that I'm talking about is that yes, the Patriots are good. Nobody's gonna take that away from them. But the Patriots luck themselves into buys a lot of the years because they're playing in one of the worst divisions in football. Sure. You know what I mean? They get. Right, we've had that. We've had that conversation. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, there's they're going to beat they're going to beat the Bills and the Jets, and I have no doubt that they're going to do that. Okay, so that's two two wins, and at Pittsburgh is interesting. I think it's at Pittsburgh is interesting. So that's two and one. I feel like it's a disservice to say that so easily. So they're eleven and five, right? I'm putting that at eleven and five. The only team that could jump that would be the Texans. Are you having them? Are you having Pittsburgh beat them this week? No. So they oh they're they lose. They're nine and four right now. Who are they losing to? Uh, they're going to lose to the... Did I say, do you have Pittsburgh losing? I mean, do you have Pittsburgh oh, winning? Oh, okay. Well, okay. You're So I'm going to say for argument's sake, they're 11-5. Because I still think they win. So theoretically, they're 12-4. and four. Okay. But I'm just going to say for argument's sake right now, let's say they get to 11-5. Okay. The only team that could catch them, because... It can't be the Chargers because unless the Chargers win the division, right? And even if they did, the, you know what I mean. The Chiefs are the other team that's there. The so other regardless. West team cannot. So do we're it. looking at the Texans as the only team that can do it, and they have the Jets, the Eagles, and the Jaguars. Three wins. Okay. So if they win three, and the in the and the and the, the um, Patriots Patriots lose one, then the Texans have to buy. Do they? Yes. Because they would be because the Texans, if they win three straight, are twelve and four. Oh, because they both and have the same they record, have the same right, record now. right now. But uh, uh, because New England has the tiebreaker. Ah, uh, yeah. So Houston just won that game early. So um, the Pats have to lose one of their next three, and I think the Texans win out. But 
the Pats have to lose one of the next three. The, the Texans need the Steelers, the Bills, and the Jets to win. And I don't think it happens, but... I feel like that's such if one of those a teams, disservice to the other East. Like I mean, I just... I would, do you know how much I would love Josh Allen to defeat the Patriots? You know, I would cry my eyes out. It would be beautiful. It's probably not going to happen. I'm, 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 I'm already in 10 to 11 draft picks, $90 million cap. <laughs> that's, that's where my Bills head is right now. I, I'm going to enjoy watching Josh. And then the last three weeks, I'm going to enjoy going to the game with you and watching him because it might be to knock you guys out of the playoffs, which would be fun. Could be. So, regardless, I just I will enjoy that as a fan, but my head is already into how many weapons we can get this kid for next year. All right. But regardless, it's just – so, I mean, things have to happen, but if the Pats, if the Pats don't get the first round by – I don't think that they go into Houston or whether it's L.A. or Kansas City, uh, more Kansas City than L.A., obviously a tougher place. But if they go into one of those three places, I'm not picking the Patriots to beat those teams. I'm just not. Well, <laughs> if it uh, is any solace, is that the right word to you? <laughs> I have Pittsburgh winning this week. Ooh. Yeah. So. You know what's funny is I do too. So there we go. <laughs> it just it just feels like the game that Pittsburgh wins. It feels like that you know it's the point in the time where they've lost these games where you're like, oh my gosh, what's happened to Pittsburgh? Yep. It feels like the game that they would win. Um, but again, if they do win, I lose the bet. So I have to pick. <laughs> the Patriots in this one. So. Oh my gosh, there's just. <laughs> There's this so is another, like, there's just too much going against you. <laughs> Maybe if it was, like, Cleveland wins out, I'd be like, okay. But now it's, like, all this other junk, and I just hate that. Cleveland wins out, Pittsburgh loses out, and Baltimore loses one of their next two. Pittsburgh loses out? I don't think Pittsburgh's going to lose out. Pittsburgh has to lose to the Patriots, the Saints, and the Bengals. I think they're going to beat the Bengals, at least. Jeff Driscoll. I like the kid, but I don't think he's going to hang around. We'll see. Oh, this isn't the red rifle that you love. Start. Wouldn't that be hysterical that the Bengals do it to the Steelers this year to send Cleveland in? If nothing to get else, my free dinner and Sarah. If nothing else, that means they'll do it to Cleveland next year. So that means. Yep. I don't know why I closed my laptop on my baseball show. Which uh, you're up first this year. This year. <laughs> All right. So I was kind of. All over the place a little bit with my predictions this week, but I'm getting my first French fortune correct because Cleveland's going to win this AFC North. I'm going to get myself a nice meal and a beautiful song sung to me because this week the Ravens are going to lose to the Buccaneers. I really wish he would have given me that game because I would have picked them. The Ravens are going down to the Bucks. Steelers are going down against the Pats, and the Browns are going to down the Broncos on Saturday. And we're talking about the Browns being in perfect position. Well, not perfect, but in prime position to take the North, which is also going to happen. So you heard it here. Bucks beat the Ravens. Pats beat the Steelers. And the Browns defeat the Broncos to keep Cleveland alive in the AFC North. All right, all right. So I'm going to go to that Thursday night football game that we were just talking about, Kansas City, Los Angeles Chargers going to be a really great game, I hope. I really, really hope, because we have had some stinkers on Thursday night. 
for certain. But I hope this is the game where we get another really good one. And I feel like these two teams are primed to do it. So I already picked Kansas City and Pals picks, but I am projecting, or my friend's fortune, is that this is going to be an extremely high-scoring game. We're not going to get to the 100-point mark that we saw between the Chiefs and the Rams, but I do think this is going to be at least an 80-point game. Now, I don't, I'm not going to say, at first I was toying with, both teams are going to put up 40 burgers, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I feel like this could be like one of those 35, 48, maybe something, maybe. I don't know, but I think it's going to be 40 or 80 total points in this game. I'm really excited. I just hope it's a good game. That's all I want. Okay, three weeks left of the NFL season. Regular season. Well, yeah. Three weeks left of the Buffalo Bills season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to retract something. Oh. Not really. Okay. I mean, it's all it's all staying the way it is. Okay. But I hope I get a palace pick wrong, and I hope this bet goes on for a little bit longer, because I hope you the hope Browns... You hope it comes down to the last I hope week. the Browns... No, I hope the Browns win, so you can have fun on your birthday and it's not like oh man it's already done that's that's my hope i appreciate that actually so yeah yeah i figured i mean like luckily it's the late game if it was the first is it the late game it is okay so we can sit down and watch it we'll be able to watch the the bar or something so it should be it should be fun okay so there we go (laughs) appreciate that yeah three weeks left of the nfl season it just goes by a regular season it just goes by so fast but it's Every game is so important, and that's why the NFL is so great. I mean, and you you said it. You said it at the, earlier in the episode where you said, you know, I look at Miami, and I'm like, if they would have just won that one game, they're in a <laughs> such different position. That's yeah. why every game is so important in the NFL, and that's why I think it's the most popular sport. So, Any given Sunday. It's going to be fun this upcoming Sunday. Uh-huh. And, you know, actually, we have Thursday, Saturday. It's that time of the year where the NFL Football's schedule gets wonky. I actually don't remember us having Saturday games so early. Like I know it's like I don't a Christmas we, thing. Maybe not we, last. We do I don't have think we Saturday games, but I don't think in week fifteen we have had that the last handful of years. I actually don't think we have either. I I think they're on Saturday because they're not going to be on the Saturday of Christmas weekend because Christmas Eve is on a Monday. I think there's going to be games on Monday. I'm not sure actually. I also there's normally I, games on Christmas, aren't there? I don't know. Sometimes. So we'll I don't know if this is true, but I'm curious to see if maybe like they're trying it out because we don't have college this Saturday, so maybe like yeah, get some that's true. football viewership. Or maybe 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 Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe trying like, it out, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just fallen on the first Saturday after college football is done. It's just fallen around closer to Christmas before. True. But regardless, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, my friend, it's a pleasure as always. Yes, sir. Make sure you Sorry, can. I picked Sam Darnold. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> in 10 years, you'll be like, wow, I shouldn't have picked Sam Darnold. Anyway, um, make sure you check out Pocket Podcast Network that we're on. M- lots of really great shows to listen to. Uh, one of my favorite shows is called Them's the Facts. Okay. And it's these three guys that sit around and they try to uh, bamboozle each other. So what they do is they come up with a fact and they sell it to the other two and they have to guess whether it's real or not. Okay. It's actually really cool because some sometimes you learn really cool facts and sometimes you just see somebody give them a nice performance. I feel like we'd be good at it. <laughs> um, 
but there's a lot of there's a lot of other cool ones too. Avocado Toast is a political one. There's Home Viewing, which is they watch movies and analyze them. So there's a lot of cool ones to check out. Anything you want to say? Crushing it. Crushing it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, feel free to write in. Uh, leave us reviews on, on Facebook or on iTunes. Please. Give us your feedback, things you'd like to see us do, things you'd like to see us change. It's the only way you grow in this world. So, yeah, hit us up. We feel lonely sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, enjoy week 15. Enjoy some Saturday football. Uh-huh. And uh, if... You're on social media, and you're our friends. Make sure you do wish Adam Rossi a very happy birthday this upcoming weekend. So, my friend, the next time we talk on this show, we will both be old men. So We will be a quarter of the way into a century on this earth. Crushing it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Stay safe. God bless.